enjoyed it. And as I say, it's mixed feelings. On the one hand, meeting lots of all good people in in Uttlesford and in the county. On the other hand, I look forward to joining the body of the chamber and perhaps in future asking a few innocuous questions to Colton's councillor Rolf. Who knows? Um, but uh, I'd just like to reflect in that one of the things that you, I found in this job, in this post, is that you get a greater awareness of the importance of the voluntary sector in Uttlesford. And also you get a greater awareness of the talent that we have in this district. I've been to a number of events where young people have been prominent, whether it's been the ATC, the Army Cadets, or pupils at the County High and I've taken away with me the feeling that we're very fortunate in having uh, such talent amongst our midst. Talking to other members of the chain gang, and one of the highlights of the year is making good friends with many members of the chain gang who are experiencing the same issues as we are. And it struck me that it's not an easy time to be a councillor. It's not an easy time to be a member of Uttlesford District Council in that, as we all know, we've got key decisions coming up to face us. On the chain of office, we've got the green fields of Uttlesford. And we have collectively put our heads above the parapet. In the days of social media, there are a lot of keyboard warriors who are quite willing to tell us their views, sometimes in vitriolic terms. But as I say, the fact that we've put our heads above the parapet, we're going to make difficult decisions which we believe to be for the benefit of the district. I, some thanks are due, uh, first of all, to Melanie Maguire, who's acted as my PA, done so very efficiently. So thank you, Melanie, for all your hard work. And also to the communications team here who've put together Chairman's Chat, who've also maintained the Twitter account as well. I think one of the things that Chairman can do to some extent, is to be an element of a bridge between the council and the community to put a more human face upon the council. I do have vivid recollections many years ago in speaking to a resident on the Mount Fidget Estate, Councillor Farthing's ward, and who gave me the distinct impression the less he heard from the council, the better it was for him. And I'm sure that feeling is shared by a number of residents and trying to bridge that gap. So other thanks are due to our Chief Executive, Dawn French, for her advice and support during the, coming, during the last year. And also to my Vice Chairman, Councillor Leslie Wells, for her assistance in going to various engagements in not always great weather, in the furthest corners of Essex. I would say that I believe the civic role is an important one. It needs to be adequately resourced. And 
finally, thanks go to my long-suffering wife, who has greatly enjoyed the year, but has accompanied me on many occasions. So, without further ado, I would like to invite representatives of my charities to come up. It just comes up, first of all, from the Essex Wildlife Trust. We raised 4,900 during the year, so that means that each of my two charities will get £2,450. So, Grant, if you would like to come up, please. As you know, support at Essex Wildlife Trust maintain two reserves in the district, Westwood, and uh, also the Aubrey Buxton Reserve, which is in my ward. And then I'd like to invite the representative of Support for Sight to come forward uh, to receive the cheque for their charity, please. site, as you may know, do great work in the district and they've got plans to go beyond Uttlesford. So there is a second item which is not on your agenda but gives me a great deal of pleasure in introducing. Organisations are fortunate when they retain the services of committed staff over many years. Those staff bring with them collective knowledge. I was looking at the annual meeting for 2004, which some people here may remember. Uh, Councillor Godwin was then chairman, and she presented a basket of local produce to employees of the council and one councillor, who fitted the category, late Councillor Abrahams, who had been with the council since its inception in 1973. And of course, one of those employees is with us tonight. And that employee is Peter Snow, who's a Democratic Services and Electoral Manager. And Peter, we think, we're not sure, has managed to chalk up 44 years of service. It may be more, but as the last count. And sometimes we may take for granting, granted the running of the electoral process in that no news is good news. We hear about when elections go wrong in other councils. It hasn't happened in Uddersford and a large part of that is down to Peter. 
Peter, for me, and others may wish to say something, has always remained the same. I think I've known you for something like 20 years, Peter, and you seem to have the elixir, which I don't have, of, of youth, because you don't seem to be very different from 20 years ago. And that must be the joy of working for Uddersford District Council, I'm sure, because on the 21st of June, Peter, along with two other long-standing employees, Denise Greenwood and Val Rojex, uh, uh, we're holding a reception at Chesterford Research Park and collectively these three employees uh, have contributed over a hundred years of service to this council. So, as I say, long-serving employees, committed employees, have with them a reservoir, a huge memory of the organisations which are greater than members ourselves. So I think that I'm sure I can speak for the council, Peter. It won't seem the same without you, but if anyone deserves a happy retirement, you do. And thank you for all the work over many, many years that you've put in. I don't know if... Councillor Rolfe, would you like to say something? If I, if I may, um, my briefing notes are slightly different to yours. I've got 126 years right. of service. Uh, Denise Greenwood, who is the Senior Customer Services Officer, has done 42. Uh, Val Rojax, has done, uh, the um, Local Land Charges and Legal Officer, uh, has done 37. I've got Peter Down is 47. He'll know the answer. Right. But it's 47. He must have started when he was about 12. Yes. So, um, <laughs> but I, I, I try not to repeat uh, your words, Chairman, which I thought were, were perfect. But I, I've just made three points, Peter. One, it is a fantastic achievement, that duration. Yes. Uh, 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 and it is real dedication mm-hmm. to an organisation. Uh, my second point is the absolute that you referred to, Jim, the absolute professionalism that you've uh, seen through that all the time. Your expertise, you must be the most knowledgeable um, um, uh, um, <laughs> yeah, no, the, most, the most knowledgeable ballot operator in, 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 the, country, in the country. And um, I, the other thing is you've always done this with a very even hand. There's completely unbiased... Uh, Management and with a confidence. You, always, you know, when Peter says it, you, you know it's the answer. And my third point is you're, you're a charming person. And um, that's very difficult when you've got people standing for an election who bluntly uh, are new to it, haven't got a clue, and you see them through, you get them to the point, and uh, with great patience and with great explanation. So we wish you a very happy um, retirement, Peter. Sadly, I'm on holiday on June the 21st, but I'm sure you'll have a lovely party that day with um, Denise and, and Val, and very well done. Thank you. Does anyone else wish to say something? Councillor Lodge. Thank you, Chair. Um, Peter, I, um, I, I am but, a, but a, a new and junior political leader, so uh, I was going to say I'm, I'm a new political leader, but, sorry, a young political leader, but that obviously didn't, uh, wouldn't uh, 
uh, carry much water. And so I, d- I don't have the experience of Peter's service over, over many decades. Um, however, my appreciation of the work that you have done is absolutely non- nonetheless. Um, six years ago, I'd, uh, I'd never even heard of democratic services. And um, now after, uh, I didn't even know such a service existed. But after five years in local politics, um, I've, I've seen quite a lot of non-democratic stuff going on. Um, and it's usually politicians behaving badly. Um, but amongst all of this, I think, Peter, you've been a, a shining beacon of the organisation of the political process um, and sometimes bringing order to the chaos that, uh, that we may see around us. Um, the first real recollection, rec- uh, recollection I have of you was, in fact, in the, uh, in the Lord Butler Centre where you were, uh, you were, you were presiding over the... Um, uh, obviously an election. I put down that it, may, it must have been one of dozens or maybe it was one of hundreds. I, I don't know. It uh, maybe feels like hundreds to you. And uh, I noticed that there was a bit of a knotty problem. There was um, a, a difficult politician uh, and uh, was um, maybe to a degree disputing a judgment you had made. I think you, um, you actually, I, I was really impressed by your authority. You, uh, you expressed the opinion that was the end of the matter and the, uh, the, process, the process carried on very well. Uh, you were really there uh, to pour oil on the troubled waters, and uh, I think that uh, going back to politicians, they can be truculent at times, but uh, you, you're uh, more than a match for, uh, for, uh, for keeping us all in order. Um, so I think that uh, you'd, I would like, on behalf of my party, to give you a, a big thank you as the, as the new guys on the block. We've, we've really enjoyed all of your impartial help and advice and that calming of troubled waters. So from all of us, I'd like to wish you a, 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 a truly happy, long and peaceful retirement. Councillor Lodge, any other comments? Councillor Dean? I don't have any notes. Um, I have a, a bit of a memory. I actually can go, think back before Peter, uh, because my first experience of uh, elections was with a man called Ron Bolton. Um, and we had a by-election in parish council by-election in Stansted, and there were uh, four uh, votes between the uh, top three. So two of us got in, and, uh, and one didn't. And we had I don't know how many. Um, how many recounts, I think two. Uh, but the point is that uh, whatever the result is, um, and I can't remember when Peter came on the scene, no doubt you, you, you might be able to tell us when you took over from Ron. Uh, but um, you know, I think that uh, ever since then, uh, all elections have been exciting, but also friendly. And, and I've, I've certainly um, experienced welcome the, um, the support that you've given and to members of the Lib Dem group and I wish you every success in retirement. I, I thought I retired about 14 years ago um, but uh, there is a way of retiring. Uh, at least you don't have to turn up at 9 o'clock every morning so I do wish you well on behalf of all of us. Thank you. Councillor Chambers who is the longest serving councillor would like to say something. Thank you, Mr Chairman. Thank you for allowing me to speak. Um, I've known Mr Snow a long time and had a lot to do with the council, as everybody knows. Mr Snow is what I call the epitome of Uttlesford. 
He's always fair-handed. He's always unbiased. He's always the same. I remember on one occasion, uh, if you remember Mr Snow, we, we had one or two cricket matches. The cricket matches in Keith Ivory's day. And Mr Snow being a good cricketer, and Mr Ivory being a good cricketer and very competitive, we had to finish with the cricket matches because the members always lost and it got to the point where the members were, um, uh, shall I put it this way, using their cricket bats in appropriate ways to stop the opposition winning. So we had to stop that, but I know how you love your cricket, Mr Snow. The other thing, of course, I remember, Mr Chairman, is that uh, Peter was there when I was elected on a by-election in February 1980. And I always remember how kind, or the kind words he said to me then, and the help that he's given me over many, many years. So I'd just like to say from the people of Uttlesford, as well as this council, thank you, Mr Snow. Thank you very much for all the hard work. Please do enjoy your retirement. Your retirement. Go and watch some more cricket. And if you want to play still, go and play it. But whatever you do, may it, may it be for many, many happy years. And thank you very much indeed. Members, did you want to say anything, Peter? Yeah, please. Go. I distinctly remember the previous Chief Secretary John Mitchell saying to me uh, some years ago that he didn't really get involved in electoral services because he knew it was in safe hands and that's the thing, things not going wrong. Anyway, thank you very much Mr Snow for all you've done. So we turn to the agenda item one which is the election of chairman. I'd like to call for nominations for Chairman, Councillor Rolfe. It gives me very great pleasure to uh, nominate uh, Leslie Wells. Does that have a second? Uh, Councillor Chambers, I saw, sorry. I have much pleasure in seconding that proposition. Thank you. Are there any other nominations? In which case, I have great pleasure in declaring Councillor Leslie Wells elected as Chairman of Ullersford District Council. Just while we're swapping over, it would be remiss of me uh, not to say a very big thank you for Geoffrey. Um, he has been an excellent chairman. Uh, the very, um, he, you're the epitome of what uh, being a council chairman is all about, I think. That, that balance of humour, involvement in the community, um, great attendance to the functions you've been to. We've been to many together. Um, and, uh, you know, it'd be good to have you on the back benches, save the challenging questions. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, but, but, but it's been a great year, Geoffrey, and we really appreciate it. And, and of course, I absolutely welcome Leslie uh, to follow suit. Thank you.
Um, well, without um, further ado, I'd also like to thank Geoffrey for being an excellent chairman. He's been a great ambassador for Uttlesford and he's raised money for his charities and he's kept us well advised through his chairman's chat with everything that he's been doing. And I hope that I will continue to do the same. Thank you. Thank you. And I'd just like to present you with your portrait. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. And with your chairman's badge. All right. Thank you very much. Yeah. 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 Right, okay. yeah. Sorry, I've just put this down. Yeah. Yeah. I, Leslie Wells, having been elected to the Office of Chairman of Uttlesford District Council, declare that I take that office upon myself and will duly and faithfully fulfil the duties of it according to the best of my judgment and ability. I undertake to observe the code of conduct which is expected of members. Right. Okay, so the next item on the agenda is the appointment of vice chairman. Uh, yes, are there any nominations? I believe there's just gives me very great pleasure, Chairman, to nominate Graham Barker for the position of Vice-Chairman of this Council. Does that find a seconder? Are there any other nominations? Then Graham is elected Vice-Chairman. I, Graham Barker, having been elected to the office of Vice-Chairman of the Uttlesford District Council, declare that I take this office upon myself and will duly and faithfully fulfil the duties of it according to the best of my judgment and ability. I undertake to observe the code, of, uh, the code as to the conduct which is expected of members of the Uttlesford District Council. Okay, well, we'll continue with the business of the meeting. Um, can I take any apologies for absence? We've already had Councillor John Freeman and Councillor Hargreaves. And, have we got those? And that's Councillor LeCount and Councillor Gordon. And Councillor uh, Andrew, please. And Councillor Artis. Any declarations of interest? No? 
Right. The minutes of the previous meeting held on the 10th of April. Are you happy that I sign them as a correct record? Uh, um, sorry, Chairman, could I ask for a correction? Um, sorry. Paragraph C82, um, it reads, temporary barriers have now been put in place. It should read, temporary barriers would now be put in place. Right, okay. Thank you. Uh, Councillor Knight. Sorry, thank you. A C84 uh, reads on, and it goes to be considered by members at the next meeting. That's not what was uh, said. What was actually said, this will be taken from the actual recording meeting. I would be more than happy for there, this to be an agreed document before being published, and there was no time frame uh, on the next meeting because I wouldn't have been in the country and so I will try to get that to you as soon as possible within the week but if I'd like the wording corrected please as per the recording. Oh, right. Well I'll ask Mr Pugh about that. I don't know if you want to minute it on tonight's meeting or whether you want to... I just want to minute that, that what's in there is incorrect and have the correct... Sorry, I've got it. Okay. Yes, yeah? Yeah. I've got it. Are we happy with it? Did you hear what I'm sorry, I didn't hear what, what Simon... I beg apologies, Simon, I didn't hear what you said. Uh, where, where a member proposes a, a, a correction to the minutes, it's a matter for the Council to um, agree or not agree the correction. Um, and if agreed, then the uh, correction will be well, made. It, it's, um, so I, th I think it's a question of... Uh, it's the record, it's, I would like the recorded statement rather than something that's been made up, please. I mean, I don't know whether officers are in a position to comment as to the accuracy. I mean, this is... Uh, well, you're asking if it's a true record, and it isn't. Mm. Are members happy that we take that alteration? Yes? Okay, well, we'll deal with it accordingly. Thank you. Moving on to my own announcements. Obviously, I'm looking forward to this year. I think it's going to be quite a difficult year with the local plan, the airport and an election, but we'll all do our best. Um, my two chosen charities are the Essex Air Ambulance. Um, they're a charity who provide free life-saving helicopter emergency medical services for critically ill and injured people throughout Essex, Hertfordshire and surrounding areas. They don't receive any direct funding from government or national lottery and rely solely on donations from businesses, individuals and other organisations. And also, I'd like to support ACT, that's Adam Brooks Charitable Trust. Um, they're an independent charity dedicated to making a difference for patients at Adam Brooks and the Rosie Hospital, over and above that which the NHS can afford. It aims to transform facilities, support cutting-edge technologies, and support the future leaders of clinical research. Thank you. Um, so we move on to political balance on the council. Um, are there any comments on that? I think this is um, self-explanatory, Chairman. Um, 
The basic uh, political balance is a mathematical calculation, as colleagues will have read in the paper. Um, the only thing to highlight is that on our standards committee, uh, we don't um, maintain the political balance. We have a balanced uh, committee of 333. Uh, so uh, if there are any questions, happy to take those, but I think it is as stated on the paper. Thank you. Yes. Any comments on that? Can I have a seconder? Councillor Dean. Um, will we go to the vote? Is everybody happy with that? Moving swiftly on. <laughs> um, to the appointment of committees. Um, the nominations have already been received and are set out in the report. Um, are there any further nominations from group leaders? Councillor Lodge. Uh, thank you, Chair. Just with um, uh, one, one particular position, which is for the planning committee, I would like to propose Councillor Richard Freeman as Vice Chairman of uh, Planning. He's a very um, experienced councillor, uh, and in fact, he just stepped down from uh, a year uh, as uh, Mayor of uh, Saffron Walden, so there's been a uh, great deal of experience in, in chairing, chairing committees of a similar nature. Uh, he has, in fact, a long experience on the planning committee. He served in a previous administration and even for a previous political party. Um, he tells me just to the side also that he, uh, he served on the uh, Stansted Airport application for a, a second runway. So uh, some real experience of, of planning uh, and of chairing such committees and I would strongly recommend him for that post. Right, does that find a seconder? Councillor Gerard. I'd like to propose Councillor Lachlan. I'd like to propose Councillor Lachlan. Councillor Lachlan. And, and Sue Barker. Second, yeah. Um, do either of, the, either of you wish to speak to that? Then. Councillor Mills. <coughs> yes, if I may, uh, Mrs. Chairman. Um, this is, to my mind, a very simple decision. Uh, we, as a council, have to utilise who we think is the best candidate. Um, Councillor Lachlan first joined this committee in September of 2001, actually at the same time as John Mitchell. Uh, that experience is invaluable to me in as much as many of these applications come up a time and time again. So to have somebody that has seen many of these sites before and dealt with many of the issues before is a huge asset. Um, I really think that uh, in planning for our future, sometimes we have to look where we've been in our past. So um, I'm fully supportive of Councillor Lachlan in this uh, position. Um, and I would also like to thank Councillor Freeman and the other members that actually make up this committee. Um, it's uh, a lot of responsibility sometimes, and I uh, value everybody's input. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, we'll have to go to a straight vote for both candidates. So we'll start with um, uh, votes for Councillor Lachlan. Could all those in favour of Councillor Lachlan please show?
22. And votes for Councillor Freeman. Councillor Lachlan is the Vice Chair of Planning. Right, so we move on to the appointment. Sorry, there's just one other item under a, I beg you. Uh, uh, item nine, appointment of uh, committees. Um, we didn't have substitutes on standards last year. Um, Councillor Count is the substitute uh, for the RFU group. That's absolutely fine. Um, so I will um, nominate Councillor Chambers as the substitute for the Conservative group. I don't know whether Councillor Dean wants a, uh, a substitute. Well, Madam Chairman, there's only one left, so I'll <laughs> nominate Councillor Foley without asking him. Okay, so if we're all content with that, um, we need to vote on the paper. So all those in favour of the paper as it stands, with those, please show. Thank you. Right, so we move on again to the appointment of the Council's working groups. The nominations are set out in the report. Are there any other nominations? No, then I will put that to the vote. All those in favour? Thank you. Well, we're racing through this. The Essex Police and Crime Panel. Um, we have the nominations set out on the agenda. Uh, Councillor Barker and Councillor Ranger as substitute. Um, we need a proposer and a seconder for those. And a second? Councillor Redfern. Can we clarify, Councillor Susan Barker? Yes, Councillor Susan Barker, yes. I think it's in the paper. Um, we don't need to vote on this, it's just for noting. So, the delegation of the executive functions um, to portfolio holders. Um, Councillor Rolfe, would you like to take this? Yes, um, we had these delegations last year. You'll see on page 22 what we're proposing. Um, as you know, the cabinet structure that we operate is a collective one. Uh, we don't have individual uh, cabinet member responsibilities, but there are occasions when they go to meetings, uh, for example, the North Essex Parking Partnership, where if they had to refer back every time, uh, would um, obviously negate the purpose of the, of, of the group. So uh, there are these four um, delegations which I propose. Thank you. The report is just for information for noting. So no comments. Nope. Um, again, I invite Councillor Rolfe reports from the leader and members of the executive. Thank you, uh, Chairman. But we're going to do this the other way around, so I'm going to ask my colleagues to speak first, because uh, otherwise I'm in danger of covering all their ground. So uh, perhaps we start with uh, Councillor Howell, Barker, um, Riles, um, Redfern and Ranger in that order. Okay, thanks. Councillors, Chairman, um, 
I think you've seen a copy of my report. Um, it's nice and brief. I speak frequently at your meetings, and I dominate one of the meetings in the year. Um, and you hear far too much from me, so I'm always very happy to answer questions. But there shouldn't be any surprises in my report. So can I take it as it's read? Thank you. Thank you. Um, the leader asked us to write reports after he'd written his, which was a bit difficult because he encompassed nearly everything. But my report does state that we recently did prosecute two people for fly tipping. One was um, an operative, if you like, and the other one was somebody who gave somebody £20 to take her rubbish away. We do need incidents reported to us, both of fly tipping and littering. Um, you've just seen in the papers that rather than a report come to Cabinet, I will be delegated to increase those fines to the maximum penalties. Um, there will be lots of other changes to littering as well, so that now we can just go after the owner of a vehicle rather than somebody specific within a vehicle. But if you do see littering, however small it is, take a note of the car registration, report it to us, and we will take action. Very important we do that. Um, the other thing I report there is since the last meeting, thanks to the officers, we have had some bollards installed in Dunmo to prevent travellers on a piece of land. But they're back again. They were on Parsonage Downs in Dunmo last week. It is a real problem, but if you do have travellers on your land, don't get involved yourself. Get onto the county travel unit, get them to get involved. They're the professionals. They have a team of five policemen they work with. They will act as swiftly as they can within the law. We are getting to the silly season now, and Uttlesford is fair game for them. So, you know, please be alert. Please let us know if there are incidents of fly tipping. And uh, if there's anything particularly I want to add to that, thank you. Good evening, councillors, chairman. <clears throat> um, I am not going to waffle on about business uh, economic development too much. Um, it speaks for itself. Um, the exciting thing for me is trying to get the whole uh, county, or, sorry, district um, covered with uh, super fast broadband. Um, and on that note, uh, a message has gone out, I think, to everybody saying that there's two presentations coming up. I would encourage everybody to come along, which is uh, all the members uh, with the parish councils, etc. It's the 31st of May and also the 13th of June. 31st of May is in uh, Stanton Mount Fidget, I understand, and 13th of June is going to be here. It's going to be pretty interesting stuff, so I'd encourage you all to attend. But there's my report. Thank you very much. Um, I'd like to apologise to members for being the last person to get their report out, but um, hopefully you've had the opportunity to... Um, to read it. There are just a couple of things I would like to highlight, um, in particular um, for a couple of the members for Saffron Walden, the Sheds Lane um, site. Um, as you can see from my report that we're expecting to um, take those houses on completion at the 29th of June and um, as you know there's a particular family that's going to benefit from the specially adapted um, bungalow there and um, I was happy to assist uh, Councillor Asker with a bit of a tree problem on that so I think overall we've got a, a good result on that particular site. Um, I'm happy to take any questions on any of the other sites. Um, there is one other thing I wanted to mention which isn't on here and it wasn't exactly to do with my portfolio but um, I did mention a while ago I was taking part in the Dragon's Apprentice Challenge and um, I'd like to thank um, Councillor Lodge and Councillor Gerard for supporting um, the group that I was involved with. 
I'd like to thank Councillor Sells for being the super dragon um, because my team won overall. <laughs> so it is official, I am the best dragon. So, um, and uh, obviously thanks to Councillor Ranger, Rolf and um, Dawn French for attending the presentation ceremony. I was going to bring the two awards that my team got to show you, but I just thought that was taking it a bit too far. But um, yeah. thank you very much for your support. <laughs> Thank you, Chairman. Uh, members, um, if you haven't read my report, I'm very disappointed. I'll be even more disappointed if you, if you don't read it in the future. But more so, more importantly, the people who do all the hard work in this building will be very disappointed too. Uh, just one item I want to draw to your attention, that's the dementia awareness. Um, the Council has a large majority of its uh, staff as dementia friends. And there is a course for May the 23rd, set up where you can book a place to get some training so you can contact Angie Granetsky or indeed Faye Butler in the community team. Thank you very much. Thank you colleagues. Um, and uh, mine isn't so much a report, it's more a list. But um, what you'll see from it is the range that goes from investment, managing finances, to the sort of thing that Vic's just been talking about in terms of uh, support for dementia, the support we give to the voluntary sector, the support that we give to the uh, local strategic partnership, which undertakes great work, uh, the support that we're giving to social housing. So on the one hand, we try and be an efficient and fairly robust council. On the other hand, we're very proud to show that we're a council that cares uh, and wants to look after its community. I'm just going to draw attention to four points, if I may. Um, inviting external examination. So we had a peer review, as you know, we've discussed it in council, and, and I, this, this has to be healthy. Uh, to have an external perspective on, on what you're doing and how you're doing it uh, is, is, is just good governance and, uh, and, 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 and good operating. Um, and uh, as you know, that included um, uh, planning, it included scrutiny, etc. Um, the corporate objectives, which I you know, bring periodically to the council, I have to give credit to the chief executive for this, but it really has tightened up um, what, what we want to do and, and, and how we're doing it and examples of what we've done. Um, and I think that gives us a, a much more disciplined approach, which, uh, which has to be right. Uh, working with outside bodies, uh, MH. CLG, as you know, is now the ministry. It used to be DCLG, it's so much simpler. But anyway, working with them, with county councils, the, um, what is now the Innovation Corridor, used to be London Stansted Cambridge Consortium, and neighbouring councils. This, this as well is something we're putting an awful lot of effort in. The reason I couldn't do the briefing today, I was with Hi Highways England uh, and Kemi Badenoch in the House of Commons uh, today because it's crucially important that we've got that engagement, particularly for the M11 uh, and the junctions on it. Um, and, um, and, and finally, the Council's standards of service and response. You're never good enough at that, um, but if, if a member of the public phones up, they are entitled to a swift and helpful response. We don't get it right all the time, we've got more work to do, uh, but uh, we know what we've got to do and there's a plan to do it. And my final point, and the thing I have not achieved yet, um, so who knows what will happen in 2019, but next year uh, I'm absolutely determined that we have a robust programme of member development. Uh, other councils do it, they go for charter mark, um, and we don't. 
and uh, I think that's remiss because the, you know, if you're working in a business uh, you would be continually self-appraising and improving yourself and we should be doing the same thing as councillors. So uh, that's the report, uh, Chairman, so thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much. Um, members' questions. Do any members have questions for the Cabinet or anybody? Councillor Dean. I have only one question. I thought I got several that I'd highlighted on here, but they've all managed to disappear from my um, iPad. You'll be delighted to know. <laughs> um, however, I'm going to pick on Councillor Rolf because he's near the top of the, the list. It's the, it's, it's, the, it's the bullet point about a real focus on the maintenance of the district, including litter picking, which, of course, was referred to by Councillor Susan Barker. I can only quote my own ward where in Chapel Hill I, I, I'm thinking of seeing whether I could plant rhubarb um, d down the, the gutter uh, on, on Chapel Hill because um, and it's not through want of trying I have to say that the, one of the problems is cars that are parked when the vehicles come around to clear up I, I recognize that but I think that there needs to be a, a greater effort between the district council and the parish to ensure that uh, residents don't leave their cars there when the vehicle comes. And then, I, and then I might be defeated in my growing of rhubarb in Chapel Hill. And the other one is, um, is Silver Street, where there is um, um, a, a set of bollards close to the bottom of Council Lockland Road. And I'm thinking of planting potatoes there because there's so much earth that has gathered between the two bases over the last several years, I might say. I already have. Oh, you have? Oh, well, sorry. Right. Well, I'll pick them. <laughs> um, and, you know, in other words, there are places where muck accumulates over the years and it never gets touched. Now, you could say I could go down with my shovel and do it. And I might, well, get so angry I'll do it one day. But I'd, I'd like it to be a routine thing. So could I just raise that? And, and really, I, I just, it's all well and good having these bullet points, but I'd like to see a plan of what we're actually going to do that's different, that will make a difference, and that, and that the public can see it uh, and, and appreciate it. Thank you. So, I assume your last comment was, was around maintenance of the district? Yes. Yeah. So, um, well, first of all, this is a bit like going to a parish council meeting and all you talk about is potholes, which obviously we only have certain levers to pull around that, as you know, who is responsible for uh, Gutters, but and gutters, but uh, you know, open the dialogue. That's what the point I was making. We must have a positive dialogue uh, with our county councillors, and if they don't do it, then kick them and go upstairs to the deputy leader and leader until they do do it. Uh, as far as uh, the plan, we have a plan for litter. The first thing was that we invested um, more litter pickers and another vehicle, so we put our money where our mouth is. Um, in addition to that, we've, you know, the whole point is why are we spending £400,000? picking out other people's rubbish. Um, now, we've got to do something about that, but so have the community, and I've been delighted uh, with the number of village litter picks. It creates a good spirit, and it does a great job. So the community's got to play their part in that. The third part of the strategy is education. So why do you go abroad and you don't see any litter and you come home and the place is covered in it? It's, it's, a, it's an attitude of mine. You chuck it out the window rather than take it home. So how do you stop that? Well, you stop that by educating. And we need, obviously, to have that programme. And there's some good work going on there. And these are all the, these are all the carrots. There's got to be a great big stick. We're now allowed to uh, fine £150 as opposed to a measly.
actually 80 previously. And as Sue said, um, we, uh, the, 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 somebody's been prosecuted and we need plenty more of that. So that if you're in Uttlesford, you will be seen. Uh, Epping Forest have cameras in posts in fields. Uh, so there's a number of things that we can think about in terms of monitoring hotspots of litter. So we do have a, we do have a plan. Um, I don't think we're ever going to finally win this, but you, you know, we've got to improve the situation because there are, there are pockets, particularly around uh, the main uh, orbital roundabouts, um, that are just hopeless and awful. Um, and so, so it will be a relentless campaign. But so I'm, I'm fully supportive, as always, Councillor Dean, right, but right behind the points you make. Good. I'd just like to come back because we're not just talking about uh, irresponsible people who th should put stuff in the bin and throw it in the street. I'm talking about natural stuff. I'm yeah, talking about leaf mould that yeah, ac yeah. accumulates over months. I'm talking yeah. about dust, you know, dust that's not, well, we're not, perhaps we're all responsible for producing dust in some way, but, you know, we can't. I, I, so it's more, it's more than um, irresponsible <coughs> residents throwing stuff down. It's natural muck. I think Councillor Ranger wanted to add to the same point. Yes, thank you, Chairman. Um, it does touch upon my community's uh, portfolio, and it's also part of Councillor Barker's, but the rhubarb patch and the potato plot, um, they could well be items on the Parish Council list for the Highways Rangers to attend to. So we have recourse, apart from any other um, cyclical maintenance there, we can highlight those things to the Highways Rangers. Councillor Foley. Thank you. I did try and uh, do this uh, at the when we went over the minutes, but it went, it went so quick. Can I just ask uh, uh, Councillor Rolfe if you could maybe update us on the status of the commitment to invest in the planned running track at Carver Barracks and where we're at, please? Thank you. The bottom line is the Army have changed their procedures. And we will only proceed if our money is protected. So we're working closely with Councillor Knight and Councillor Artis on this. Um, and uh, the Army want to, us to bear with them. But, you know, how long you bear with them is a fair point. So, in fact, we only talked about this yesterday. We have got to escalate this. Because if they're not prepared to protect our investment, then we have a problem. And you know, we could obviously take it back to councillors. Councillors might want to go ahead without their money being protected, but it would be unusual. So we want the running track. We're committed to the running track. It's part of our, you know, key part of our health and well-being strategy. And we were just about there when the army changed personnel and, and indeed policy as well. So that, I think you asked me this question the last time, and I probably gave you exactly the same answer. But yeah, but it, it is frustrating. It is. It is frustrating. Councillor Knight. Well, I put my hand up twice, so I hope I can get twice because I'm reversing back to uh, initially the rubbish and management. Um, it's been said many times, but I don't know how long. The corner by what we call the gasworks is an absolute disgrace. There's got plastic flapping at windows that's been flapping for years. Uh, the thing is falling down and it's the, all the litter collects there on the wind. People have written into the newspapers about it. It is an absolute eyesore and I'm sure any other district council would have served notice on it. 
some slap of paint, some litter picking by the people there. It really is disgraceful. And of course, now that you can't get out from the east of uh, the town without being stuck in a traffic jam now, that's all people can look at for half an hour till they get across those lights. So I don't know if anything can be done, but it would be nice if perhaps that could be looked at. As for the army, they did not change the rules. The government changed the rules. What happened, everything was going wrong. So I have to say that it was the first grant that we ever gave with strings attached. No other grant before. Admittedly, it was a larger sum, but no other grant before had ever had strings attached. Had this not been the case, this would have been up and built some time ago. Everything was going along swimmingly. The contractors, after the vote, the contractors were uh, taken on and everything was going ready to start as soon as, if you remember in the January, we had appalling weather uh, and they were unable to start until the weather cleared. We had snow, we had rain uh, and it would have been ridiculous trying to do foundations and things in the weather. In the interim, the government decided that handling the money was changed with the MOD and government departments were doing it and they said they would hand it back to the army. So it went back as a new project in the army. This had gone all the way up to Michael Tracy, the minister, and everything had been given the go-ahead and then the government said that the MOD would now start um, taking control of the finances as opposed to the government where the MOD were concerned, which meant this had to go to a new department of scrutiny. And I'm sure that Councillor Dean would tell me and Councillor Howell this is a nightmare in the offing. So they've had to start again. One of the drawbacks, in, in, I have to say, I argued strongly against this putting in this clawback position. There's all rumours going around about when the army will close, when they won't. The CO has written and asked the... It's out now with a three-star general who will be trying to get round the, uh, the problem to see if they can actually commit to a date so we would know. Um, I personally cannot see if the, the thing was built. It was a wonderful thing for the community, whatever happens with the army goes, stay. But the whole point is that it's had to go through scrutiny and one of the things is if it's got a claw back in it, technically that means any money that we give would have to be ring-fenced. So instead of them being able to use that money to build, they'd have to ring-fence that and could only release year by year as each year went by, then they could release more of that money. But technically they're supposed to ring-fence something if there, it is a commitment and I'm sure Councillor Howell will understand that side of it completely. So what the um, CO, in apart from trying to deal with war zones and run the camp, is trying to deal with this as best as he can. And we were trying to have some flexibility uh, on this clawback where we could try and get a date and so that there would be a, an idea of longevity. But the Cabinet have refused point blank to budge on this. So there's no negotiating power. Um, we're just waiting for a three-star general to say we'll go ahead. But the difficulty is, um, as most of you will understand, if there's a clause in there where they're liable to pay back money, 
which, as I say, is the first time ever with a grant, um, it's going to be difficult. Um, so where um, the army are now in a difficult position because the contractors were ready and contracted to start to go ahead with this development. Uh, and we're just trying to work a fine line between it. And sadly, the community is missing out at the moment because it would have been actually they had the date of the ribbon cutting in May, so it would have been built by May if this hadn't come up. But it is not the army that changed the rules, it was the government. And I think that we have to appreciate that the, uh, the army um, have got to start and go through very onerous exercises because you know people in that position, nobody likes to make a decision. So it's being passed along, but the CO uh, and, and Captain Dale are on top of it, um, and it's just a question of, sadly, if we'd have not procrastinated so long on it, it would have been up and running, and I still think that this is an absolute marvellous thing for the community, something that we should build, and I think a little bit of patience in view of the circumstances would be very well received by the Army. Thank you. Thank you, Councillor Knight, for that. Um, if there are no other questions, we'll move on um, to item 15, matters referred from the Executive and the Council Committees. Um, none. There are none. Um, similarly, item 16, matters received about joint arrangements and external organisations. No matters have been notified. Um, any other business... Um, just one point, um, the meeting in June is going to be quite a long meeting and I therefore have proposed that we start at 7 rather than 7.30. Um, so if we could all make a note of that. Um, and otherwise the meeting's closed. Thank you very much. <laughs>